Welcome into a little bonus edition of that SEC podcast, Power Rankings Edition. Come to the realization I cannot do these on Saturday night. Just got nothing left in the tank. So I'm start doing them Sunday morning. And I'm pretty confident I can get, get these rolled out. So major shakeup in the new Power Rankings. So let's just dive right in, starting, as we always do, at the bottom of the list. And again, if you're new to this, Power Rankings. These are not standings. People look at the stand. How can this team be ahead of that team? We just beat this team. Well, where was that game played? Power rankings. Team A, Team B on a neutral field tomorrow. Who wins that game? That's the only criteria I use. So let's get into it. Number 14. Dead last. Number 14. Have to do it. Auburn Tigers. Shouldn't have beaten Missouri. Missouri gave you that game, but that was a couple weeks ago. Just got demolished by Georgia. Uh, you know, the strength of your team is supposed to be this defense, the front seven. Georgia just ran wild on you. It literally had nothing going on first or second down all game long. You're getting a turnover, potentially a, a big momentum swing, and what do you do? You go three and out and you settle for a field goal. I mean, they're playing gutless. They're calling fake punts <laughs> on fourth and long and, and not even throwing the ball. I mean, this is just a, a travesty. We are literally just sitting here waiting for Brian Harson to get axed at any point in time. This is as poor an Auburn team as I have probably ever seen. So dead last in my rankings, Auburn Tigers. Number 13. Vanderbilt right there, number 13. Showed some signs of life. Actually had a lead against Ole Miss at halftime. I was feeling great about picking the Commodores to cover the spread. Cousin Shane was texting me. Yeah, I picked Ole Miss by 30, but remember in the preseason, I picked Vanderbilt to win outright. I'm going to remind everybody, well, well, Shane was right the second time around. Vanderbilt got crushed in the second half. Defense is just atrocious. Made Jackson Dart look like the best quarterback in the SEC last week. Jonathan Mingo breaking records against you. Like what I'm seeing from the offense, got some pieces to work with, but just far, far, far from a complete team right now. I got Vanderbilt 13th in the power rankings. Number 12. Missouri. Hell, I know you keep losing, but you're looking good doing it, if such a thing. I mean, this is not uh, no moral victories in the SEC, but time after time, I mean, on the road at Florida. Could have won that game. Some issues, turnovers. Brady Cook, not his best performance. Very inconsistent. Fair to say he... Cost you the game, one pick six, another bad red zone interception that could have changed that game. But they haven't given up. That's for damn sure. I mean, like I said, if not for those mistakes, they probably beat Florida on the road. So Missouri, again, you really needed that one to get to a bowl game. Maybe you upset someone down the line to get there. But uh, I'm not ready to give up on this team just yet. They're they're still fighting. They're still playing hard. Just got to eliminate mistakes, which is a theme, weekly theme here with the Missouri Tigers, no doubt. Number 11. Number 11, Florida Gators. Ooh, rough performance. One of the worst I've ever seen in the first half there from the Florida Gators. Anthony Richardson was just off. They relied on the ground game in the second half, and they were able to hold on to the win over Missouri. Again, Jadon Hill. Jadon Hill, I mean, he threw the gauntlet down here leading up to this game, and he answered 
The Bell, two interceptions, including a pick six. Hell of a day from the Florida defensive back. But uh, this kind of performance is not going to cut it at home against the majority of the SEC schedule. So we'll have to see what Florida looks like. I mean, the, the inconsistent week-in, week-out Florida Gators, that's a real problem. And un- until further notice, you're, you're far down the list here. Number 10. South Carolina. Ooh, I'm getting a lot of, well, hell, we just beat Kentucky on the road. Yes. But that quarterback they had up there at Kentucky, he's god-awful. I don't know if you would have won that game if Will Levis played. But let's hand it to him. First ranked win of the Shane Beamer era. The Gamecocks have been very poor on the road under Shane Beamer. They were poor in the first half. I mean, this is one of the ugliest first halves of SEC football I've ever seen. But you made the corrections. Second half, outcoached Mark Stoops and company in a battle of uh, basically no offense. You manufactured a couple plays here or there ready to fire Marcus Satterfield at halftime. Well, this is why you don't fire a guy mid-season, mid-half, <laughs> because maybe he'll dial something up here. You won without Spencer Rattler really having that impressive of a day. Marshawn Lloyd continues to be a beast. And the defense, again, I know it was against a inexperienced and questionable quarterback at best, but you did what you had to do to get a big, big win for the program. And all of a sudden, re-energized there in Columbia for the back half of the season. Number nine. Arkansas. Oh, boy. Man, what a fall this has been. Defense is just a disaster right now. Again, K.J. Jefferson didn't play against Mississippi State, but I don't know if even him on the field would have helped too much. Malik Hornsby with some turnovers. He had some moments. Too many turnovers in this ball game, but the defense getting run all over by Mississippi State, passed all over. I mean, they could, they can do nothing right on defense right now. Barry Odom has got to find a solution to this. And this is a team desperate for the bye week. You still got to go on the road at BYU. BYU just lost, so maybe they're hurting a little bit. But, man, they need K.J. Jefferson back badly, and they're going to have to come up with uh, – you know, I don't – I think they might be underdogs considering it's at BYU, but that's a game you should win if you're an SEC team. Get that win. Razorback fans are freaking out, but if you get that win, you got two weeks to prepare for Auburn. Look at that back half of the schedule. Not a slam dunk. You got Ole Miss, you got LSU, but those are at home. There's not a team on the back end of that schedule that scares me if I'm an Arkansas fan. So the season is far from over, even though it may feel like it at this point in time. Kentucky, number eight. And again, you know, I just don't read a whole lot of losing this game without Will Levis because he basically was your offense. And, you know, substitute. We saw how how poor did Arkansas look without K.J. Jefferson. Tennessee without Hendon Hooker would not look the same. Georgia without Stetson. Alabama with, without Bryce Young. We'll get to them. I mean, you just cannot win in this league without your star player, particularly star quarterback. So I don't dock Kentucky too much. they got to be real, real careful that this is not a, a, a season-defining swing here. If Will Levis is able to play, he said he's going to be good to go in the pregame. they got Mississippi State coming to town red hot 
Mississippi State, this is they're in the danger zone, no doubt. They are in danger of tumbling way down this list next week in Lexington. That will define their season. And hell, they haven't even gotten to the Tennessee and Georgia games yet. So, Kentucky, you're in a dangerous, dangerous spot. And man, without Will Levis, they were just completely incompetent on the offensive side of the ball. And that's with Chris Rodriguez back. And he went over 100 yards, but that's about all they had against South Carolina. Number seven. Texas A&M. Oh, boy. Close. Close, close, close. Two years in a row, nearly beat Alabama, but came up just short. But, hey, this is why the power rankings are different. You lose, you can still jump way up. You go into Tuscaloosa. I know they had their backup quarterback, but you showed up. You played out. Haynes King. Couple, he had a turnover that was pretty bad, but the defense was pretty stout, forcing turnovers, keeping them in the game. Evan Stewart, my God, I mean, he's a revelation. He's starting to come along. A&M looked like a dangerous team on Saturday. Not a moral victory. They desperately need a win to kind of spin their season around. But right now, whew, hmm. we'll have to see how A&M bounce. I, I just don't have a good read on A&M. I mean, one week they're 10th. One week's their fourth. Next week they're seventh. Next week they're eleventh. A and M's just very, very inconsistent. The first half was pretty rough, but the second half that offense came alive. Let's see if they can carry that over to the back half to the season because it looks like Max Johnson may be out for an extended period of time. Number six. LSU. I'm not selling all my LSU stack just because Tennessee went in there and destroyed them. I think losing Will Campbell, the left tackle, was just devastating to that offensive line. That was a huge, huge issue for the Tigers on Saturday. Defense, you know, I thought they, even though they gave up 40 points, pretty decent against Tennessee. That's the thing about Tennessee. They catch a nap and on one play, you're done. And that happened a couple of times. So LSU still impressed. I mean, they beat Mississippi State. They're the only team in the country that can say that. I think uh, LSU may take a tumble here, given who they've got coming up, but I still would like them right now over the likes of A&M, Kentucky, and Arkansas. So that's kind of why they're number six. And I think there's a wide gap between six and the rest of the SEC, if that makes sense. Number five. The Ole Miss Rebels, undefeated, just tore into Vanderbilt there in the second half. Got to give them top five billing here. But still, Jackson Dart, I mean, he looked incredible. He's also made some incredibly horrible decisions on the field. Uh, the defense, you know, I don't want to say they didn't show up because they showed up in the second half, but Vanderbilt was moving the ball basically at will on you in the first half. So this that's kind of what I thought was going to be happening. This is an inconsistent team. Doesn't show up week in to week out. Had they played on defense like they did against Kentucky, maybe they would have shut out. Vanderbilt, but of course that didn't happen. They were losing at halftime. So Ole Miss, you're still in the top five, one of the best teams in the SEC in the country when you put it all together. But when you don't, you're far, far from one of the best teams in the SEC. So I don't know. I, I guess this is just who the Rebels are this season under Lane Kiffin. Number four. Mississippi State, number four. I mean, they're red hot right now. How can you deny them? Should have beat LSU, but – they're the highest-rated one-loss team, in my opinion. They've got a damn gauntlet coming up. Remember, they got Alabama. They got Georgia upcoming. Maybe they give those teams a ball game. Who knows? But the way they're playing right now, 
They should be able to play with just about anybody. Will Rogers is red hot. The defense is playing lights out. Physical, physical team. I mean, they are they out Arkansas to Arkansas on Saturday, and that's that's a hell of an accomplishment. Because when you think of Mike Leach, I think a, a lot of people think of soft and finesse. This is not a finesse team, particularly on that defensive side of the ball. This uh, very, very dangerous team, they're probably kicking themselves they lost to LSU, but they can make up for it by pulling an upset over the likes of Alabama or Georgia. No one will be talking about that game if the Bulldogs were able to split that series. Or, hell, who knows? They get Georgia at home. Maybe they get both of them. Depend. I don't know. I don't know how long Bryce Young is going to be out. We'll find out. But speaking of Bryce Young, number three, Alabama, not overly impressed. I mean, this is last week when Bryce went down. You got to remember, Arkansas made a run there and nearly, I thought they were going to win the game. I really did. Until Jalen Milrow busted that big run and kind of slammed the door shut on the Arkansas Razorbacks. They were in just such a, a deep, deep hole. He was a turnover machine against A&M, kept A&M in the ball game. If Jalen Milrow is your starting quarterback, on Rocky Top next week, you're going to lose that football game. That's how big Bryce Young's status looms this week. I thought uh, Alabama's defense in the first half particularly, I mean, they lived up to the billing, but in the second half, A&M was, was manufacturing a ton of offense on them and obviously had the chance to win the game. we got to give Alabama's defense credit for winning them the game there at the end, no doubt. They were after Haynes King all game long. What, what is it about A&M and the, they're just letting their quarterbacks get hang, hung out to dry week in, week out. Yeah, they're going to get Haynes hurt if they keep uh, if they can't protect like they couldn't protect Max Johnson. But Alabama looks beatable right now. Jameer Gibbs, out-of-this-world talent. They're leaning on him. They can continue to lean against him, but against some of these better teams, Mississippi State, Tennessee, maybe Georgia in the SEC championship game, they are not showing enough to be able to beat all those teams. I don't. That's just the way I see it right now, aside from their elite defense. And Jameer Gibbs, they don't have much to hang their hat on right now if I'm an Alabama fan. Number two. Number two, Georgia Bulldogs. Again, I know they steamrolled Auburn, but Stetson Bennett looked a little shaky in this ball game. They won this game because they were averaging something like Seven and a half yards per carry against Auburn. Just did whatever they want to them. And then on the defensive side of the ball, just stifled Auburn early and put them in third and long situations. Series after series after series, Auburn was just pathetic. So credit Georgia for fixing a lot of those woes, covering the spread there in this rivalry game. Not overly concerned about Georgia, but Stetson Bennett, this is now maybe three weeks in a row. Doesn't quite look the same. He did bust out the huge run. Had no idea Stetson was that fast, but, you know, it's interesting. They look beatable, too. So, this is the first time Alabama or Georgia have not been number one in this rankings, which means... Number one. Tennessee, number one. I mean, how can you not? They just whooped LSU in Death Valley. Brian Kelly, his second worst home loss ever. The other one was back in the 90s with Grand Valley State. I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. This was the biggest win Tennessee has had on the road against a West opponent since SEC split into divisions. Tennessee's just red hot right now. And they got 
their best opportunity in 15 years to knock off Alabama. Hannon Hooker's on fire. Jalen Hyatt, Brew McCoy, both those guys are, are playing the best football they've ever played. And Cedric Tillman's not even in the lineup, and they're still doing this. I mean, this is incredible. The defense, again, LSU's offensive line, I think that's key to, to why they struggled so much in flux. But we got to hand it to Tennessee's defense, being tenacious, getting after Jane Daniels getting on that running. They did not allow much rushing with the LSU Tigers. And when, when LSU can't run the ball, they can't do anything. So all week we had to hear about Tennessee's pass defense and how LSU could take advantage of it. They sure as hell couldn't on Saturday. So Tennessee, you're red hot. This doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you know, you're going to win the SEC, you're going to win the national championship. But if Georgia and Alabama continue to show flaws, they are both beatable. By the Tennessee Vols, if they continue to play the way they're playing, they host Alabama next week. College game day, SEC Nation will be on location for that game. And then here in a couple weeks, travel to Georgia, which has looked shaky, no doubt. I expect Alabama and Georgia will be better by that time in, in the weeks to come, no doubt. But as of right now, I got Tennessee as a number one team in the SEC.